going down? What's going down? It's your boy T. Cole, and this is the Outnumbered Effect podcast. So today I have a special guest. We have a, a vegan food truck in Austin, real close to HT, mm-hmm. in, the heart of, in, in, the heart of, in the heart of downtown. I got my man, Marlon Rison from Community yes, Vegan. How you doing today? Hey, I'm good, brother. How about you, my man? I'm great. I'm happy I got you on the pod. Uh, we're going into into year three. We're about to have 100 episodes soon. So okay, okay, this is, that's going to be like Congrats. episode 96 or something like that. And we're finally really hopping into these food and into these food trucks and everything. And okay, it, it's great. It, it's great seeing black food in Austin. You know that represents us. And in addition to that having healthy options. So I'm really right. excited to get into this, into a lot of conversations today with you about, you know, you changing up your lifestyle. And I actually yeah. had a chance to meet you in person uh, last yeah. week when I went to the food truck with one of yeah, my friends. You coming by. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I definitely wanted to try it before, you know, I had you on. I felt like it would make the experience and the interview a lot better. So no doubt. I'm happy I had a chance to try some. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. What what was it that you had again? What what did you get last time? I had the the lemon pepper, the wings. Oh, the lemon so, pepper wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oyster mushrooms. Word, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah solid. that's what's up. And then I tried some of the uh, the chili cheese fries. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't even right. tell. See you on the fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't even no tell. Doubt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what a, a lot of people, um, you know, whenever they come through, especially when it comes to things like. The chili cheese fries or the nachos, something that they got, you know, while eating some animal-based products, like you said, they can't even tell the difference as far as um, flavor. And more importantly, um, they still dig it. You know what I mean? So that's that's what's important as far as the food that, that we put out there. Yeah, honestly, you really can't tell. It's it's all about that season. And I feel like in the crispiness, you know, your mind, it's all in your mind. No doubt. No doubt. It's all in your mentals, man. And, and to your point, um, you know, it's like my mom's, you know, she she told me early on whenever I started this, if you know how to season, you can make it happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's that simple. If your seasoning is on point, then the food can be on point, just like anything else. If your seasoning ain't right, I don't care what it is, the food ain't right. No, absolutely. What got you started in this whole vegan journey? Um, I guess it's been over four years now. I think it might actually be getting ready to be five years uh, in July, but... Um, one afternoon, man, it was Netflix and chilling, and um, and and sure enough, uh, you know, it was midway through uh, watching What the Health, uh, that documentary, and um, and and you know, and it talks a lot about. Um, in fact, it's funny because I had a, another you know um, speech or engagement that I had earlier, while I was talking about a similar thing, and I was like, you know, I need to watch it again. But uh, but What the Health though, uh, it's a documentary that talks about. Um, the food industry, uh, pharmaceutical also, and uh, how a lot of those things affect our bodies. It also talks about a lot of the behind the scenes processes that take place with um, the animal ag uh, industry. So for me, was watching that documentary and midway through it, um, I knew that my life had changed, man. I knew that I wanted to uh, change up as far as the foods that I was consuming. So um, not only did it have, you know, something to do with the obvious, which was how animal products can affect our body, but, um, but also for me, you know, finding out how the animal agriculture industry um, adversely affects, you know, especially people of color, not only as far as what they're eating, but like, for instance, in North Carolina, 
there is a um, there's a pork processing plant there that um, a lot of the waste, a lot of the runoff that comes from that particular plant tends to go in areas that are mostly populated by African-Americans. And throughout the years, I think for over 40, 50 years, this plant has been there, but a lot of African-Americans have come down with upper respiratory issues, asthma, cancer, et cetera. And so a lot of this runoff and whatnot that's taking place that comes from this plant is adversely affecting people of color. So for me, as I was hearing that, um, you know, for, for everything that I say, as far as, you know, really trying to lift up, um, you know, black people, as far as everything from uh, finance to education, et cetera, um, I couldn't be consuming foods that were hurting my people, but then on the flip side, say that I'm trying to help in these other areas. You know, I felt like if I'm going to be consistent with my approach to trying to really do things for, for black people in specific, um, it's got to also involve what I'm putting on my plate and making sure that I don't do things that adversely affect people, whether it be on a local level or in other areas. So, um, so anyways, uh, so for me, you know, that along with the food, and knowing that it could, you know, elevate my way of living, um, that's kind of what made me make that change, man. And uh, from there, um, there's been no looking back. You know, I started off as a as a big dude, and I knew that I dropped some weight, you know, by changing up my lifestyle. But I had no idea that I'd end up losing around 130, 140 pounds, which is insane. You know, I lost a whole, you know, body. You know what I mean? When it comes to some people, but. Um, but anyways, it's the healthiest I've ever been. You know, I tell people it's the uh, biggest thing that I've ever done, um, you know, for myself. And, uh, and, and and I also love seeing other people who've looked at the transition that I've made and, and done the same thing for uh, for themselves and their families, too, man. So so that's kind of how everything got started, man, as far as the whole veganism journey went. Wow. That's you're not the first person that I've heard that's told me they've watched What the Health. Yeah. And after that, they completely just switch up their whole lifestyle and I've yet to to watch it but I'll, I will say last year in January I actually didn't eat any meat for 30 days I didn't eat fish okay. or anything like that Word. and I got by like I thought it was going to be hard to to stay full but you know I made mm. shakes every morning for myself and right I really just I like having you know when you go to Chipotle and you have like bowls and stuff I like right, making right. bowls. Like I was making different like quinoa bowls. I was doing different things with avocados, like just anything, anything I can have. And it wasn't really just starch related, a lot of vegetables and uh, fiber. And it really wasn't bad. And I honestly felt right. like I felt better too that that whole month, you know, had more yeah, energy no and everything. So I, yeah, and I, think, I think a lot of people, you know, I thought about that early on too, where I was, I was curious as to, um, what I would be like in terms of uh, being full, you know, would I be able to eat enough vegetables that had me having that same feeling? And um, it was uh, it was interesting in that I didn't find myself, you know, hungry at all. You know, it was the same as if it was just like before. You know, if I needed to eat more food, I'd eat more food. And the one thing about whenever you do um, consume a plant based diet, you can eat pretty much as much as you want. And so that was one thing that I learned too, because the calories that you're getting in are so different from what you would be getting from animal-based products. So, you know, if you're still hungry, you can eat more and you're still not, you know, having any adverse effects on your body. So for me, I found myself eating, you know, more fruit, more vegetables, uh, more nuts, um, all types of healthy snacks too, that, um, that actually made me feel better. So, so yeah, so, so similar, I was, I was curious as to if I would ever get full enough, but 
but my body was, uh, was, was, was more than satisfied with, with eating as much as I wanted to. Man, that's, that, that, that's real. Yeah. That's real. yeah, people, yeah. Like need said, hear, people need to yeah. hear that. Like, it's just a certain, uh, perception when it comes to being vegan and being vegetarian and a lot of black people, there's a certain stigma on it. No, I mean, absolutely. No, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, number one, they think that, you know, it's a quote unquote white thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've had black people say, nah, we don't do that. You know what I mean? White people do that. And I'm like, nah, I'm like anyone who's trying to live a healthier lifestyle does that. So you shouldn't, you know, separate it by, um, by race. But, um, but also I think that, you know, another misnomer is people believe that you're making a sacrifice when you eliminate animal products from your diet. So they're like, how are you going to survive? Um, why are you doing this to yourself? And, you know, I'm like, well, it's actually the reverse. You know, whenever I look at food products and I look at how, especially animal-based products and how they've adversely affected, you know, especially communities of color, when you look at the obesity rate, when you look at the high blood pressure, when you look at the hypertension, the diabetes, um, when you look at all of that, I look at it on the other side when I say, you know, sacrifice, you know, I actually leveled up. You know what I mean? In terms of how I'm treating my body by what I put on my plate, I'm looking at people on the flip side and I'm like, you know, I'm concerned for you. You know what I mean? Because I know where this particular diet can lead as far as, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, getting unhealthy goes. So, so anyways, yeah, it's, it is interesting when people feel like I'm sacrificed and I'm like, nah, I'm like, yo, I, I leveled up. You know what I'm saying? I'm on some superhuman type, type joints right now. So, um, so it's definitely been, um, like I said, it's, it's been a, a big step up in terms of how not only I feel physically, but the better you feel physically, the better you can operate mentally. Exactly. Absolutely. And so and if you're operating at your peak mentally, then you can do more, not only for yourself, but for more people. You know, and that kind of goes back to, you know, whenever, you know, people talk about, um, you know, wanting to help others. Uh, before you can help others, you got to make sure that you help yourself. Because if you're at your peak, you can do more for others. And so that's the same way I looked at it from a food standpoint. If I want to help others, if I want to be an example, let me first start off by changing what it is that I consume and then I can do better and be better for, for what I have to offer. Preach. You know? Yeah. Preach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, and you, like you, yeah. Like everything you were saying, everything you were just saying, then uh, just ingesting that bad food, putting in your body, you know, can potentially create bad thoughts. It made me Absolutely. think, uh, Nas has this song with Busta Rhymes called Fried Chicken. In the, Word. In the song, they're talking about fried chicken the whole song. Nas has a line that says, mmm, fried chicken, fly vixen, give me heart disease, but need you in my kitchen. It's like... Word. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. That's real spit right there. Exactly. Exactly. And that's you what, what I mean. Man. I mean, you literally, literally you are what you eat. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's basically what he was saying. So as you think about that, um, to take it, you know, a step further, because I've actually had an oppor the, the opportunity to visit a couple of um, a couple of uh, uh, pork slaughterhouses in specific. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so what's interesting about that, I've done that in California. And so when I went to the slaughterhouse, it was a pig slaughterhouse. And it was interesting because whenever I got invited by some vegans out there. And so whenever I pulled up, I was there with my uh, my oldest son. So whenever we had pulled up, you could feel the energy shift just around the building. You know what I mean? And so as we walked a little bit closer to the gates where they pulled these pigs in, um, you could just feel there was a different type of energy outside. It definitely felt colder. And so as we're watching these pigs be pulled up in these trailers, these are, you know, baby pigs, six months old, 
400 pounds, been fed with steroids, antibiotics, everything that you can name to try to keep them healthy so they can make their way to your plate. And so as we're looking at them in these, um, in these trailers, you know, you can see tears running down some of their eyes. They're all, you know, stuffed off in there. Um, they're eating each other's feces. There's, there's stuff everywhere, man. They're dehydrated because they've been traveling for such long distances. And so as you look at all that, you can see the, um, the fear, you can see the anxiety, um, you can see all of these emotions that, you know, any sentient being um, goes through whenever they're put in a stressful situation. And so I say all that to explain that, you know, we literally are what we eat. And so whenever we consume foods that go through this process, everything that they go through emotionally, mentally, as they're making their way to their last days, we're consuming that. So as you said, you know, the, the, the things that, 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 you know, like Nas and I'm talked about in that track, we're consuming all of those things. So in addition to the adverse things that affects us from a health mm -hmm. standpoint, mentally and emotionally, everything that those beings were going through as they exited, those are the things that we're consuming. And so when I ask people, I'm like, okay, so let me ask you a logical question. First off, we all remember when we were kids, our parents would say, be careful who you hang with because you are who you hang with. So we'd be cognizant of hanging with the wrong people because we didn't want that type of energy around us. The same thing goes with the foods that we're consuming. Depending on the energy that you wanna consume, that'll affect the choices that you make as far as what you put on your plate. If you're looking to consume more life, if you're looking to be more colorful with what it is you do and have more vibrancy, then you'll consume foods that look like that, foods that feel like that. So you're talking about a variety of veggies that have different colors, that have different looks that are actually grown and provide life versus when you consume animal products, the only way you can eat that is if they're dead. So you're consuming death, you know what I mean? So you gotta ask yourself, what is it that I'm trying to bring into my, my aura and my spirit? What is it that I'm trying to, to put inside my body? Am I, trying to, am I trying to load my body up with, um, with more death, with more fear, with more anxiety? all of those things that we know those beings went through, or am I trying to fill myself with life, with happiness, with opportunity? You know, and that all boils down to what you put on your plate. You know, a lot of people don't like to look at it with that level of, of seriousness or game because it kind of it kind of hits you, you know, in your heart, but it's real though. You know what I mean? Like if you're really trying to elevate and do something different, you got to do something different. You know what I mean? You can't keep doing what you're doing and thinking, yo, I'm leveling up. That's not the way it works. You know what I mean? If you're really trying to level up, look at what you're putting on your plate. Look at what you put in your body. You know what I mean? And really ask yourself, you know, is this going to take me to a new level or is this going to have me where I'm at or, or maybe, make, maybe, maybe make me take a few steps backwards? You know what I mean? So food is that important. Ooh, preaching. Yeah, Intro. Man. Yeah, it's, it's real, real spit, brother. It's real spit. Man, so have you always been uh, this passionate about food and uh, just diets and everything or just when yeah, you took this absolutely. transition? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I've always been this passionate about health. You know, I personal trained off and on for about 25 years, man. So I've always been involved heavily as far as um, uh, activity, uh, food goes. And, and I used to be, and I, I let people know up front, yeah, I wasn't always this knowledgeable on what I should be eating or consuming, you know, cause I used to, you know, work in the sports supplement industry. So I used to sell tons of protein. I used to consume the biggest steak that I could find on a regular basis, chicken, fish, turkey, all that. I used to consume that heavily because I used to power lift too. So for me, it was all about getting bigger and stronger. So, you know, I was of the mindset that 
I needed to consume, you know, as much red meat as I could. I needed to eat, you know, 10 to 15, you know, baked uh, chicken breast a week. You know, I used to consume in upwards of 500, 600 grams of protein on a daily basis to try to get, you know, bigger and stronger. So I've always been um, interested and heavily involved in, um, in what I eat and, and, and how it could benefit us. But, you know, I feel like, you know, I didn't really get educated or learn game until I opened up my eyes as to what would make me healthier. You know what I mean? And started looking at eating more uh, plant-based options. When I was a kid, man, I never ate any veggies. I'd fight with my parents about that. I'd sit at the table all night when they'd say, oh, you can't leave the table until you eat this. I wouldn't eat it. I was stubborn like that, man. I never ate veggies. And so that's, I love to tell people that, um, to also show them that you can change. You know, I was 44 years old, something like that. Yeah, 44, uh, 43, 44, whenever I made that transition. Um, I know people who've been older, you know what I mean, and made that transition as far as what they ate. But it's more about understanding what's good for you and, and what will better take care of you versus how old you are whenever you do it. That's why I love seeing young people who, you know, not necessarily are um, 100% vegan, but even if they're doing just a meatless Monday, even if they're like, hey, I'm incorporating you know, five meals a week that are plant-based. I love to see it. Cause I'm like, you're getting a start, you know, on living healthier that it took me, you know, 40 plus years to get to that point. So I love seeing and talking to young people and, um, and, and giving them the game. Like I tell them, I'm like, yo, you know, you got the cheat code. You know what I mean? Once you start doing that at an early age, you got the cheat code as far as how you can elevate the way that you're going to live um, well into your 60s, 70s and 80s, be active, be mentally sharp, and most importantly, um, be healthy so you can be around for your family and your friends. Yeah, that that's really important because you see people passing away from heart attacks at young ages. Early. Yeah, too early, man. Sometimes fifties, forties. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have a lot of different interlining conditions. You know that affect us, whether it's diabetes or high yeah. blood pressure. You know, so it definitely and, runs and, and, high. You know, like one community. thing. Absolutely. And one thing that people like to say is, um, you know, that, hey, you know, cancer runs in my family or high blood pressure runs in my family or diabetes runs in my family. And, you know, I'm quick to respond. And I know people have heard this before, but it's not the disease that runs in your family. It's those bad eating habits that run in your family. Mm. It's those bad eating traits that are passed down from generation to generation, not some special DNA that you've got that, you know, gives you a higher likelihood to be diabetic or a higher likelihood to deal with stomach cancer. It has more to do with those habits that have been passed down from generation to generation. Just like, you know, uh, you know, growing up in a family that's used to being impoverished. And so they say, oh, we've had a history of bad luck. No, it was like, it's some choices that have been made in terms of accepting where you're at. You know, you have to accept that this is not what it is and you can be better. Same thing goes with the food choices that we make. You know, we have to make that decision, especially with people of color who are, you know, hardcore traditionalists and say, you know what, you know, I want to break that chain of, of poor health. I want to break that chain of obesity. I want to break that chain of, of, of being diabetic in my family by uh, rearranging the, uh, the choices that I make as far as the foods that I put on my plate. It's very important. It's just as important as uh, building that generational wealth. Absolutely. And, and think about it like think about it like this, brother. How can you build generational wealth if you're dying in your 50s? Mm. You can't. So so that's why I tell people, don't tell me you're trying to build generational wealth while you're unhealthy. 
That doesn't happen like that. Health is wealth. Before you can build any wealth outside of your body, you got to take care of your body. Once you take care of your body, everything else typically will come organically. But you got to take care of your body first. You got to take care of your mentals first. Yeah, it all starts with up here. Word. What, you're, what you're ingesting in your body, that's going to go right back up to your head, your head Absolutely. and your heart. At the end of the day, that's going to keep you moving. So when you were making, so when you were making that transition, uh-huh. what did you feel like? the hardest thing for you to give up or did you, was it just easy for you after you watched that? What the health? Um, I, I would say, it, it, I'm not going to say that it was necessarily um, easy as much as it was. I made my mind up. There were definitely moments where, um, you know, where I'd miss certain things or, or I had habits where on Fridays I might eat at a specific restaurant or, or there might be, you know, certain spots where I'd get together with my people and have drinks and have a meal that, you know, now didn't offer vegan options. So, so there were things like that, that I definitely um, had to reshape my, my thinking on, but, but I really didn't miss um, anything because I still told myself, you're going to eat good. You know what I mean? So for me, I had to, I'd say it was more so about reshaping the way that I thought, because for me, it was more about as long as I'm eating a bomb ass meal, all is good. You know what I mean? That was the way that I looked at it. You know what I'm saying? So rather than saying, oh, I got to have this burger or, oh, I got to have, you know, this fish plate with shrimp and catfish and blah, blah, blah. It was more about me saying, as long as I'm eating a meal that I enjoy, as long as I'm eating a meal, um, you know, and I'm around people that I love and care about, that's more important to me than going back to something that's more part of my habits. And so once I really Hmm. reshaped, the way that I approached it from a thought from a thought process, um, it made it easy for me, man, to where I didn't think twice about, you know, foods that I used to eat on a regular basis because I knew it was more about the enjoyment of the meal, the enjoyment of the people who I'm around versus a specific item. That's dope. That's a that's yeah. a great outlook, great way to think about it. You yeah, can because, you can apply yeah. that to food and other things. And Everything, like, brother. Think about absolutely. It. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's more about it's more about finding a way to enjoy and make yourself happy. You know what I mean? I mean, at the end of the day, we want to find ways to enjoy and to make ourselves happy. And if we can do that, and there's a variety of ways that you can do it, but if you can do it and it's going to be healthier too, and so you're going to benefit from it in, in a variety of ways, um, I'm gonna ask, that's what you should do. You know what I mean? And sometimes we make things more difficult uh, than we should when it's pretty basic. It's like go with what we know is good for us, makes us feel good, and makes us happy. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. That's what it's all about, finding that right uh, happy spot and staying there because there's tons of stuff that can bring you down in this world, but you got to keep on pushing. and it's a a choice, man, absolutely. We make choices as far as how we want to feel, how we want to deal with things. Um, Yeah, we make those choices, man, And, and, and I think it's important. Um, to look at things that I think a lot of people take for granted, like I said, talking about food. Um, food has just as big of an impact on how you feel and what you do as, um, as, as going and hanging out with your friends or as reading a book or, or whatever it is that, that, um, that puts you in a certain space. Um, food has that type of impact, if not bigger. You know what I mean? Because, you know, and, and I tell people too, um, consider the fact that whenever you're eating food, you're taking a foreign substance and you're putting something that you know very little about, typically as far as where it came from, what it went through, you're taking a foreign substance and putting that off in your body. I'm like, that's the most intimate thing you can do. 
You know what I mean? That that's that's as intimate as it gets. Something that you know very little about, and you're putting it in your body. So as you think about that, um, I'm like, you should be more cognizant of what you are putting in your body. You should know more about where it comes from. You should know more about um, you know how it was grown. You know, you should know more about all of the little things that happened to it along the way. So for me, there's more that I can know and understand about plant-based products and items than there is as far as the process of, of, of animal agriculture and what animals go through to produce the foods that we consume. Yeah, not as long as a, a track record as trying to figure out what happened to this one of uh, 10,000 pigs. Absolutely, man. <laughs> and there's, there's so many different things that happen along the process um, where for me, it would scare me. I think about it now and people were like, man, could you ever eat anything, you know, animal-based again? I'm like, absolutely not. And then I'm like, yo, I'd actually be nervous, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know the process as well as I do, you know, the plant-based items that I eat. You know what I mean? So, so for me, I said, in addition to, I don't know, I don't, I'd be scared of how my body would respond, but, um, but I'm like, yeah, I'd be fearful of, 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 you know, what it is that I'm consuming. Where did it come from? What did it go through? Um, you know, what feelings am I going to get by consuming something like this? How is that going to impact me? Um, so yeah. So, so for me, that's why when people say, oh, could you ever consume, you know, anything animal-based again? I'm like, absolutely not. Not knowingly, for sure. There's definitely no way that I could knowingly choose to do something like that. Sounds like you're in it to win it now. Uh, no turning back, no turning back for you. So yeah, no, uh, so when I, so I dated a girl that was vegetarian and, and vegan. Okay. Well, she kind of like did a lot of vegan practices, so. Okay. That made it a little bit easier for me. Like when I took my 30 days, like I had a lot of right. ideas of different things to make because I used to like watch her and I would try some of it. And I'm like, you know, this is pretty good. Like I, I would eat this. And then I don't know if for you, do you eat any of the, the plant-based meats? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, yeah. Like I the do, patties. I mean, and Yeah. I, I do consume some, I do it on a limited basis um, just because I prefer to go with, more of your plant-based options than, um, than anything. But what I do tell people is those plant-based meats and those substitute meats, um, it's a great bridge to help you start and kind of get over to the other side. And so Definitely. that's why I'm, um, I love the fact that we have as many options as we do. You know, I may not consume them myself um, just because, you know, my body doesn't do that well with some of the overly uh, processed stuff. But for people who are looking to um, to make that transition or to just get started and um, see what it's about. I love the fact that they have those options, whether it be at a fast food joint um, or whether it be something that they buy in the store. Um, anything that can get someone to consider another option versus what they've been doing, um, I'm all for. You know, for me in specific, um, part of my mission, especially with the food truck, is um, is getting people to understand that eating veggies are fun. You know what I mean? And you can actually have a good time doing so. So that's why my focus is taking actual vegetable items and making them as comforting as possible. That's kind of the direction um, that, that, that I wanted to go as far as food options with the food truck. But, um, but, but like I said, for me though, if you know, eating a Beyond Burger or an Impossible Burger from Burger King, you know, if that can get somebody who would have never considered it before to, uh, to now say, hey, you know, I try to eat you know, four or five meals a week that are plant-based primarily, um, I'm all for it, man. You know, anything that can, number one, um, hopefully eliminate more, you know, animal products and, 
and the adverse things that they do out of someone's diet. I love that. But then also um, at the end of the day, you know, I tell people an animal, you know, doesn't care whether you're eating an impossible burger or you're eating carrots, as long as you're not eating it. So, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, so just keeping it 100, they could care less whether you're going to Kentucky fried chicken and getting the beyond nuggets or whether you're eating, you know, some carrots and celery, you know, and dipping it off in some peanut butter before you go to bed. As long as you're not eating it, all is well. You know what I mean? So, so that's kind of the way that I look at it too. Makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah. uh, the, the point I was bringing up, uh, just the things that I would think about the most making that transition, I've never really been much of a, a milk fan, but cheese, right. I feel like everybody loves, everybody loves cheese. And I've had Absolutely. some of the cheeses, some of the cheeses, vegan cheeses aren't all that. Some of them are kind of comparable. It's kind of pricey right. too. So yeah. I don't know right. if I would even yeah. want to just stay eating cheese if that was the case, you know, right. But, that's yeah. for me, that would probably be the the one thing. Cause I mean, I love almond milk, you know? So. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. And and the thing is what I try to remind people of um, when, when I've had people say, well, you know, I tried this vegan cheese. I didn't like it. Or I tried this vegan burger and I didn't like it. And so the first question I ask is I'm like, so every animal product that you've ever eaten, did you like? Hmm. And most people say, well, no. So I'm like, so what makes you think every vegan product that comes out, you will like? I'm like, well, I didn't think about that. Well, I know you didn't think about that. I'm like, because look, there are a lot of vegan products that I try and I'm like, I will never eat that again. It is horrible. You know what I mean? There are stuff out there, vegan products that I'll never touch again, man. I mean, I just don't like the way they taste or I don't like the texture or um, there's something about it that just doesn't agree with me. But I do the same thing that I did before when I was eating animal-based products, which was give it a shot. And if I don't like it, then I'll try another option. You know what I mean? And so I've done the same thing on the vegan side as I used to do with the animal-based products. I didn't like everything or every fast food hamburger that I ate, you know what I mean, whenever I was eating that. Um, you know, there was some that I liked and some that I didn't. So the same thing kind of goes on the vegan side. I think a lot of times um, it can be kind of an easy out, you know, for people to say, oh, man, I tried this vegan cheese and this vegan burger and it was horrible, man, so I can't eat it again. And I'm like, okay, so every steak that you ate at every restaurant that you've gone to for your entire life, did you like? Well, no, not necessarily. Okay, so then what makes you think every vegan cheese that you try, you, you know, it's, it's a trial and error basis sometimes. That's why it's good to, to, you know, do some research too, you know what I mean? And actually, you know, get online, especially with YouTube and other options that we have. And you can really see what people think about different options too. You can really go in and see and hear reviews about how people like stuff, what they do like about it, what they don't like about it. If it's similar to a product that they had before that was animal-based, um, you can really find out, you know, what may, you know, be more suitable for you. But, um, but yeah, but no, there's, like I said, there's tons of vegan options that I think taste like garbage. You know what yeah. I mean? I will, I will never eat again. But then, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, just I'll never touch again. But then there's, you know, some on the flip side that I've gotten a hold of and I'm like, Yo, this is banging, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, and it's a part of my, my, my regular routine as far as what I might eat on a weekly basis. Yeah, but just making that switch, uh, I know it can definitely be real hard, uh, real hard for some people. And I know right. you made that switch, right. but when you made that switch, did you want to get the truck immediately or was it something? Nah, it, was, time? Nah, it, was a, yeah, it was a process, man. Cause I wasn't, I mean, I've always enjoyed cooking, but, um, 
but the food truck part that didn't come till later you know i kind of started off um you know just kind of going around trying a bunch of different vegan restaurants both locally and traveling and so that's how i kind of got on the food side where um you know i just started trying and eating some incredible options you know in different places and as I did that, I was like, you know what? I want to start cooking more of some of these things that, that look good to me. And so I did that. And, um, you know, I kind of got a little bit of a following on social media as I started cooking more meals and, and kind of putting that out there. And then from there, um, yeah, I really got into it. So I was like, yo, I think I might be able to do something with this. And, um, and so, like I said, long story short, got to, I guess it was 2020 and with the economy, everything the way that it was popping off. Um, you know, and I used to work in radio, that was my nine to five, but as that kind of started to fizzle, um, you know, my girlfriend had been, you know, talking about doing a food truck. And so um, I kind of went back and forth on it. And so finally got to the point where I was like, you know, it might be a good time to go ahead and look at doing something um, independent of, of corporate America. And so, so it was a little bit of a process before I got to the point to where I wanted to do it. Um, uh, full-time is kind of the uh the next stage of my career but um but once I got there though you know it was it was no turning back you know we got the uh the food truck I guess it was towards the the end of 2020 and so it took us about a good good eight nine months to um clean it up get it painted get it up to spec you know what I mean get it to the point where it was ready to rock and roll and um so yeah so it was a little bit of a process to get it you know, where it needed to go. But, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, my whole goal was, you know, being able to uh, serve people a plant-based option that tastes good, that's going to be healthier than some of the things that they would typically eat. So, um, so for the most part, I think that's what we, we've been able to do. Um, you know, the good thing is, I'd say probably half of our consumers are uh, non-vegan also, you know, which says a lot about people who are just interested in eating something that tastes good um, versus looking at the label that may be associated with it, you know, because we always feel comfortable that, you know, we'll get a certain amount of uh, vegans to come through and support us. But what was big for me was seeing a lot of non-vegans come through and, um, and, and be interested in, and, and enjoy, you know, some of the, some of the offerings that we have that are different from what they typically eat. That's it. That's good. How you're able to just put everybody, yeah, just put everybody on game and everything. And I remember what I was going to say earlier, Okay. Would it would it would it be in 2022? Like you said, you have the blueprint for everything. You know, you have the the internet, YouTube. You can really just watch people cook different things and just just get plenty of different ideas to figure out what you want to make. And you're not really just limited to just getting those meatless uh those meatless patties and everything. There's a lot of different options, and depending on what city you live in, we're fortunate enough here in Austin that it's a, a good plant-based city. And I heard Atlanta's Absolutely. pretty big on that. I heard Atlanta's pretty big on that too. Yeah, Atlanta's got a lot of options. Um, I used to go out to Los Angeles uh, often. Los- LA's got crazy options out there. I bet. Oh man, it's LA, San Diego, that whole West Coast, uh, Portland. Um, yeah, they've got some crazy vegan options out there. And that was part of what inspired me was, uh, was going out there and seeing all that. And uh, I was like, okay, I mean, they're doing it next level. Um, I need to bring that back home with me. So yeah, I was living in Dallas at the time. And um, yeah, so that's when I really got busy with the cooking and just trying new stuff and, and, and seeing, you know, what I, what I could create. You know what I mean? 
how is it for you as far as uh, grocery shopping? Are you mainly going to HEB or are you having to go to like a few different spots to kind of just get everything that you need? Um, I do um, HEB and, and some of those spots, HEB, Walmart, um, you know, even Sam's, you know, they've got a few options now. Walmart and HEB definitely have more than most. But um, but I do a lot of my shopping also at Whole Foods for certain things. Oh, um, I'll go to uh, Sprouts also for certain things. I'll go to Wheatsville uh, for certain things. Then also we'll go to the farmer's market and grab certain items too. You know, at the farmer's market, price-wise, you can get your veggies and whatnot at a good rate, but also you're getting stuff that you know is fresh. Ah, uh, yes. Fresh, you know what I mean? And, and whenever I can, you know, I'm big on trying to support um, you know, anyone that's um, that's that's growing their own food and, and, and local food offerings that you can get from small businesses. So that's why, you know, I think it's important if we can to either support your local farmer's market or like Wheatsville, um, they're a co-op, uh, you know, that they get a lot of their produce locally too. So when I can, I like to get produce on a, on a local level, especially with um, with what I eat at home. It's going to be fresher. Um, it's also grown within a similar climate, you know, as, as where we live. And one thing that people don't realize is, you know, food is supposed to, you know, be our arsenal and, um, and protect us from, from uh, any ailments that, that we may have to deal with. And those foods that are grown in the region in which you live, they have some of those same characteristics as far as defense goes that we need in terms of being as healthy as we can within that particular region. So whenever you can eat foods that are grown within that same area, they're going to help out even more so as far as giving your immune system that strength that it's looking for. So whenever I can eat foods that are grown locally, I know it's going to help me out in terms of how my body can operate on a different level by eating foods that are grown within that same area that I'm living at. So, so for me, if I can eat foods that are grown locally around here, then definitely that's going to be my preference. Hey, there's plenty of options here. No doubt. Plen no pl doubt. Plenty, of, plenty of options. I don't know if Absolutely. you ever heard of uh, Rabbit Food Grocery. Absolutely. Been to Rabbit Food numerous times, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, that's a good spot. Love I've been Rabbit in there food. a few times and okay. had a few different things. I know they got some some nice like vegan cookies and stuff and they have some All nice like milk type drinks. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't describe them, but uh, I've gotten they got a little bit of everything that you would get on the animal they got based shrimp. side. They've got <laughs> Yo, all yeah. of that, man. Bacon. Yeah, they got um, some good stuff got, in there. Um, they've got vegan ribs. They've got vegan freaking uh, uh, T-bones and all kind of stuff, man. So, so yeah, so for people who are looking for, you know, options that are similar to what they used to eat, yeah, Rabbit Food Grocery definitely has a lot of those. Also, Wheatsville Co-op, there's two locations here in Austin, but they've got a ton of unique stuff, too, that a lot of people have never seen before. And they're like, yo, this is vegan. Absolutely, it is. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's it's pretty crazy the way things have evolved. <laughs> I mean, we got to do something because this food supply is as scarce is, is scarce right. in addition to what it's doing to our bodies as well, too. So absolutely, and, and I think it's important for for people at some point to um, take some time to to research how to grow your own food. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because there are so many options, even if you live you know, in an apartment or a high rise, um, there are options now that you can do as far as indoor gardens go so that you can become self-reliant as far as some of the foods that you're consuming. So when it comes to food shortage, um, a lot of people will panic because they've never gotten a garden. You know what I mean? When it's like, really, there's no reason to panic. If you know how to garden and grow your own food, you'll be just fine. 
you may not be able to eat that steak or those pork chops that you you know, have come to love so much, hmm. but you can have a healthy option of, of items that you grow out in your backyard that, you know, are really a lot better for you. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, so it, it's important for people to understand um, how to become more self-sufficient and, um, and self-reliant as far as their foods go. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like, it's uh, like that saying, you know, you give a man a fish, he can eat today, but you teach him how to fish, he can eat for a lifetime. That word. Yeah, that's, that's basically, time, yeah, that, that, hey, that's basically what it that is. Same philosophy. Absolutely. What was yeah. the, what was the most challenging part about getting community vegan off the ground? Um, I'd say going into an industry that I wasn't familiar with. Um, I hadn't worked in the food industry since I was in high school. So for me, you know, there was just that learning curve of, uh, of just going through, you know, learning things that you had never done before, you had never seen before, working on, you know, commercial food equipment that you know very little about. So the, the most difficult part was definitely learning um, something that I was just unfamiliar with. But at the same time, there's a level of, um, of excitement and, um, and drive that I have to not only learn it, but, but to be good at it too. You know what I mean? Because for me, um, you know, it's not just about this food truck. It's also about how I can help others, how I can serve others, but also doing it on a larger scale too. You know, I don't want this to be the only um, food truck or, 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 you know, food location that I end up having to be able to serve people. So for me, it was fun to learn everything from the ground up. That way, as it grows, um, I'll know exactly what that process is like from getting in the kitchen and, 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 and cooking over you know, hot grease for hours all the way up to being operational and, uh, and making it happen on a large scale. So, so yeah, just learning, you know, all of the uh, nuances of, of being in a commercial kitchen, you know, that's kind of the, um, the biggest thing that, um, that you have to kind of get through. But like I said, for me, um, I've enjoyed learning it all. I'm, I'm big on, you know, education and, um, and challenging my brain to expand and, and, and learn different things, especially things that, um, I've just never had any familiarity with. So that was the biggest challenge, but, you know, I mean, you get more out of, um, the larger things that you have to conquer. So for me, this was a big task and, um, you know, I'm getting everything out of it and some in terms of just the fulfillment, you know, that, that it's given me. Wow, man. Or, That's why he's the community vegan right there. Uh, we got to ask uh, him why, uh, <laughs> how did he come up with the name? That's why it's all about word. It's all about, it's all about community, man. It's Reach all about one, teach one, man. There you go. And, and for me also, um, it's the opportunity to serve too, man. I think that's one of the biggest gifts, um, that we have that I don't know if we necessarily look at it from that vantage point, but, um, the, the opportunity to serve for me is a gift that I get, um, every time that I can do so, you know what I mean? So, um, so I look at it as, I'm thankful to be able to do it um, versus, you know, some people look at it like, you know, oh, I got to go do this and I've got to, you know, give this to people or do this. Um, now I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what I mean? It's always for me been um, more fulfilling to, to see people pleased with what it is that I can provide, especially from an experience standpoint. So you've seen, that's why at the food truck, you know, we got the graffiti, you know, my man came through and laced it up with a lot of energy as far as the paint job. That's why we got the music, you know, banging like we do to provide a yeah. certain energy. That's why we've got, you know, the outdoor, um, you know, bar type situation too, where, 
people can hang out on the corner and, and kind of face the street and and catch the Austin vibe energy. Um, so you know there were there were there was thought put into all of that in terms of um, like I said, trying to give people a um, a pleasurable experience. You know when they come by and, and visit us. And again, you know it's all about community, man. You know, and and, and the more people that you can bring in, the more people that you can make happy, uh, the more people that you can expose to something that can benefit them. Um, I think it provides that energy of we're here for you too. You know what I mean? So, so, um, so yeah, that has a lot to do with kind of the naming of it. Yeah. It's all, yeah. if you can bring people in, you got the right music going, the right vibes. No doubt. That's, that's what it's all about. Cause when Absolutely. I went, it was yeah, jumping. No it was a, it was a good day outside too, because the, the yeah. cool thing about it was I think it was cold the two right, days right. prior. And then the day right. that I went, it was like 70. I'm like, oh, this is perfect, perfect. brother. It's perfect. perfect. Like I said, and that's that's what it's supposed to be, man. I mean, you know, whenever we can do that and give a good experience, especially for our newcomers, um, love it, man. Love it. Uh so when you were so when you were getting the truck started and everything, I know I know you told me you were having some some issues when I saw you last week. You were right. like, "Yeah, I t- I'll tell you about it." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you about it. What yeah. are some things that like pop up for you, like you know, never having a food truck before and just having one? What yeah, are just some yeah. random things that have popped up for you, like along the way, where you're like, "Oh, gotta fix this I'll tell now." You, I'll give get you on a it. few, but the list is long. But uh, ah. everything from. I mean, everything from, because we bought it out in West Texas or San Angelo. So everything from That's getting my brother lives, actually. That's funny. Okay, yeah, yeah. So everything from getting it towed, um, from there to here, to having it stored, to getting it, you know, the, to, to getting just the, the ugly paint job that was on it initially done, um, you know, cleaning it up. Because whenever we got it, it was fully equipped but it was in shambles and hadn't been used for years. So, I mean, getting it clean to the point to where I even felt comfortable having someone come off in it, you know, took months. You know what I mean? It took long days of just hands and knees and lifting stuff up and, and getting gunk off of stuff. And it just took a whole lot of, of, of elbow grease to get off in there and get it right. But even beyond that, once you got it clean enough to actually do some stuff with it, Now you got to make sure the equipment's working. So that took a lot, you know, figuring out, you know, how to work stuff, how to do stuff, um, getting someone to come fix it, finding someone that you trust, you know, the roof is leaking. So getting the roof fixed to where the roof doesn't leak, finding someone that knows how to operate with that. um, You know, just there's tons of little things like that, that, you know, came up along the way and still happen. You know what I mean? Like we had to get the roof fooled with here recently there's other little things that I've had that, you know, get done from getting a hundred pound, you know, propane tank, you know, holder welded to the side and just stuff that you, you have no idea that you're going to need to do, but you have to do in order to make it operational. And, um, and it can provide, you know, I don't want to say as much stress as it is. Um, you really have to tap off into your problem solving. You know what I mean? And so for me, um, you know, it's more about a solution than the stress of the situation, you know? And so even when a situation seems like it's going and then this is happening and it's getting crazy, at the end of the day, I just want to get a solution. So what I try to do is I try to mentally take myself out of, you know, all of the talk and the extra of, oh, this is happening and say, okay, this has happened. How can I correct it? 
You know what I mean? And you have to get like that, especially when it's your business. Um, you have to look at big picture things because you can get caught up in all of the little stuff to the point to where, and I've seen business owners that I've worked with who the little stuff kind of drove them crazy. You know, and then I've seen business owners that I've worked with who've been successful, who've been able to look at it from the top down. And they always think about being a problem solver. Like no matter what it is that you deal with, I still have to think about how to solve the problem and then how to make my business grow. So going through all of those things, man, has been, you know, at times it can be a little bit of a challenge, but I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because it also makes me um, test myself. You know, I don't mind testing myself as far as my ability and, and what I can, you know, prove or accomplish. So um, I love the fact that I'm being challenged to do something that I've never done before. And I look forward to succeeding with it too. Hey, and we're, we're going to be here for you. Definitely going to let no everybody know. Definitely going to let everybody know about your business. Appreciate you got a, that. You bro. got a great truck, great food, and everybody should go check it out. And it's right there on 11th Street, right, right there where they got side. the Black Lives Cultural Matter. District. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is drive by. You can hear the music banging and you know where you at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. What's yeah, your yeah. favorite thing on the menu? Um, I'd say my favorite thing, man, is probably the fish fillet sandwich, man. I grew up eating fish fillet sandwiches as a kid. So I had to have one on the menu that was going to hit. So for me... That's kind of my go-to is the, uh, we call it the, I used to eat fish filet sandwich, but yeah, that's my, uh, that's, that's definitely my favorite joint. But as far as the joints that people really love, it's going to be the beer battered cauliflower chicken sandwich. You know, I beer batter a cauliflower steak, just like you would beer batter chicken or fish loaded up with cheese, a bunch of other goodies. That one's really popular. And then the lemon pepper wings, the joint that you had, um, we take uh, fresh oyster mushrooms that I get from a local farm batter those bad boys up the same way you would fried chicken, throw it off in the fryer, bring it out, give it that lemon pepper type of flavoring that you would get from some, from some lemon pepper wings that you eat. And there you go, man. So, uh, so those would be the two that I definitely say are the uh, most popular items on our menu. I believe it. I also had a shake too. I just remember a word up. Yeah. The shakes, I had the you know, cookies and cream shake. milkshake and it was good. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Everybody loves shakes. I'm kind of, I'm kind of lactose intolerant, you know, so that's okay, the one so that's thing. Perfect for you. Yeah. yeah, that like other stuff is cool, but like as far as like milkshakes and stuff go, it has to be uh yeah, lactate man. one. I can't, like yeah. no no it dairy, was, like at all. No doubt. And what I tell people too is um, I used to mention that you know that I was that I was lactose intolerant, but I had someone point out to me, they were like, No, you're not lactose intolerant, you're actually not a baby cow. Hmm. See, if you were a baby cow you wouldn't be lactose intolerant because that milk is produced for you. Mm. So since that milk mm. is not produced for us, we're not lactose intolerant, bro. We're just not baby cows, man. We're not. <laughs> to you know what I'm saying? And, and also specific to African-Americans, over 80% of African-Americans are quote unquote lactose intolerant. So I'm like, if that doesn't tell you everything that you need to know about what is for us and what isn't for us, I'm like, I don't know. And then also, too, this is kind of a funny sidebar. Message. You know, you, yeah, yo, but this, this is a funny sidebar. But think about it from this standpoint. The, the man or woman that discovered the option of milking a cow and consuming it, how weird were they? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. think, about, think yeah. about where you had to be mentally way back in the day to look at this cow. We can sell this stuff. 
and look at this breast and, and hold up and get up underneath it and squeeze some of that in your mouth. Yo, <laughs> think about how think about how weird, think about how weird that person had to be to say, yo, I think we can consume this and sell. Hey man, I don't know about you, bro, but anyone who gets busy like that, I'm not interested in following in their footsteps. <laughs> I'm not interested. Bro, I never even know. thought about it like that. That's hilarious. Nah, nah I ain't, I ain't oh, with man. that. And, and I'm an open thought brother in a lot of ways, but I ain't open on that joint. <laughs> that, that for me is a little bit weird, brother. Oh, wow. Uh, they're going to love it. They're going to love hearing that uh, yeah, when this man. episode drops. When you think about it, just you visualize that and think about how weird that looks, man. That's real. Yeah. That's so real. Man, I, I enjoyed talking to you today. I got one last thing that I'm going to ask you. No doubt. Everybody that comes to the show, we always ask them, who are their top five rappers? Okay. If you don't listen okay. to rap, you can give us your top five artists. No, I'm heavy, I'm heavy, heavy hip hop, man. So I'm, okay. I'm heavy, heavy so when you list them, is this going to be one to five or five to one? Uh, I'll go five to one. Okay. But I, I, I can say though, as I list them, I may change the order. Okay. But I'm just gonna list. I'm gonna list five people, and then okay. I'll try to figure out who my. But 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 obviously, I got Nas off in there. Um, obviously, I got Hove off in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Nas and Hove. Um, Biggie was 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 major for me. I mean, so it's hard for me to not have Biggie. Um, in my top five too, but then on the flip side, um, Pac was was life changing for me too, you know. And and Pac put me in a different place mentally many times where I needed to be. Um, so those four um, are there, and then that's where it gets sticky um, in terms of who who that fifth one is. But I'd say in terms of it's hard because I'm, I'm going to give you three people who are in my <laughs> that fifth spot. I give you three people because I can't just say one, but there's three cats who I could say have a similar level of impact. Uh, Jada Kiss, definitely. Um, uh, top, Nip, that are, top five that are alive, and that's just off one LP. Absolutely. Uh, Nip, Nip may be the most influential rapper as far as my life and lifestyle goes. I mean, mm-hmm. Nip affected me on the on the on the music tip, but also the way that he did business and the way that he changed people. So um so definitely uh, so definitely you got Jadakiss, you got Nip, and then the third that I would say, um ah, man, it's hard because there's so many, but the third, um man, it's 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 I probably have to say it's either going to be, chances are it would either be Bun or Scarface. And that's One cool. Bun and, be and, Scarface. And, that, and that's noteworthy. And where, where are you from originally? Originally from South Texas, man. So, okay. so, so I, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of East Coast, a lot of West. But I really got introduced to the Ghetto Boys and all that early. I mean, UGK, Pocketful of Stones. All that. I mean, that that was the era right there. You know what I'm saying? When, when that was yeah. hitting, 
the South was the South was changing things. Cats, I, mean, I had cats in New York and other spots who was like, yo, this ghetto boys, my mind playing tricks on me. Is they yes, they, was, they was like, yo, I don't y'all doing something different. They was they was digging it. So so for me, yeah, like I said, it'd have to be, you know what, for that fifth joint to to narrow it down a little bit more, it would definitely, it would. It would have to be out of Nip and Jada Kiss, though, because both of those cats have have, have affected me um, heavily. But like I said, there's so many other cats, though, too. I mean, currency. I, it's hard for me to not have currency in my top because I've currency has been heavy for me. I mean, yeah, he, real, he just don't stop. Currency just always comes out with stuff. It's hard to listen to all his music. Yeah, yeah currency, so much. Yeah, I'd be heavy, but I'm also heavy into Dom Kennedy, too. I mean, I'm. Dom is one of my favorites. So, like I said, for me, it's top five versus five favorites can go. Yeah, you know. and that and that's fair because I mean, usually when we ask people, we tell them like, don't include dead in there, just just to yeah. kind of like, yeah, yeah, make it easier. And you basically yeah. gave five not dead because you said Jay Z, Nas, Jada Kiss, Currency, and I guess Dom Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about not dead, then yeah, that would definitely, um, yeah, I would say that would be the uh, that would be the squad. Yeah, that would be. That you would like be. Uh, you like Griselda at all? You ever heard oh, yeah. any heavy of them? Yeah, heavy on Griselda. Yeah, heavy on Griselda. Yes, sir. Yeah, heavy who's on your Griselda. favorite? Who's your yeah, favorite in there? Griselda. Yeah, I love Griselda. I love Griselda. Um, it's hard, man. I go yeah. back, same. I go back and forth about all I of them. With, I fool with Benny heavy though. Yeah, everybody so, likes Benny. Benny was the first one that, that Benny will pull you in. Like, I think Benny's my favorite, but I think Conway's the best rapper, though. Conway, I think, though. I think Conway's the best, but I like West a lot, though. Still, I love he West. Love Street that I enjoy. But what's my man? Um, West Side Gun? See, West Side Gun bring that, that flash, that, that flavor. That, see, and that's the part that that swaggy you can't fool with me type energy. I love that. Wow, <laughs> I love, he's great. West Side, I love West Side. That energy West Side bring. And West Side, his whole presentation and delivery is kind of ill too. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit different. I think he makes like the best projects out of all of them. Like no when you think about it, like as a whole, he'll bring the right people together. He'll have like right. the right beats and he'll he'll make no a doubt. full project. But yeah, like I... That, that's like my thing about all three of them. He'll make like the best projects. I think Conway just bar for bar is just the best rapper word, out of all of them. Word. And then Benny is just like my favorite one. Like I, he, he's nice with it. His style yeah. is dope. He's yeah. funny. Yeah. You know, uh, I, love Benny. I, I got a chance to see him when he came out here word up. back in November. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was a cool show. And I seen Conway. I went to Denver to go see okay, him. Okay. Word up. In yeah, October, yeah. man. So all those dudes are cool. And then hearing them and finding like more dudes that are like them too, like mm-hmm. Stove God Cooks. I don't know if you mess yeah. with Stove God. I've heard a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no I heard some with Wes, but he got his own. He got this project called uh, Reasonable Drought Classic. Word. It came out 2020, I think. And, it, and it's still pretty cold. I'm a stove guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah No, I'm yeah. telling you. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, next yeah, time I, just, I see you, I'm going to see yeah, if you heard it. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, because especially with that title, Reasonable Drought. Yeah, he, just like cold. Because I, I like it grimy, too. So so he already pulled me in with that energy. Yeah, I'm, I yeah. like it. And then yeah. Bodie 
I don't know if you like Bodie James. Bodie James is uh he's with Griselda too. Yeah, he I, I've a heard a little bit them. of his stuff too. Yeah, yeah but Bodie's it. nice too. He's okay. nice. Okay, I'm gonna have to spend some more time with Griselda then. I I, I probably been been sleeping on it on it a little bit because I've been so heavy on Larry June lately too. See, people tell big, me about him, and I gotta yeah. I gotta get on him, man. I got to. I'm big Larry June right now, heavy, but I'm heavy West Coast. But that Larry June though, are you on Larry Spotify? June, or you on Apple? What's up? You on Spotify? You on Apple? Both. Yeah. I'll okay. Keep them on both. Yeah, I got yeah. a uh, I got uh, like about a, a 18. I think it's about 18 hour playlist of Griselda. Oh, what I made. Which on is Spotify like or Apple? It's on Spotify. Okay, no, I'm gonna have to look. For, you have to shoot me that link. Oh, yeah, oh I got you. I got you. Yeah. It, it's yeah, everything. No, that'll help me go through it even easier. Oh yeah, no, there's everything on there. You'll hear so much. You probably hear stuff you never even heard, man. Why and not? that's that's the best thing about them. I just uh, I haven't got tired of them because they have so much music I can just circulate through. Deep. Yeah, you know? yeah. You need to you need to get on that Larry June though too, man. Larry is. Larry bring a different kind of heat too. He bring a that West Coast, San Francisco Bay Area swaggy. He was pimping. just out here. Yeah, he was just here in December. Yeah, I missed him. I got caught up doing work stuff, but a couple of the homies went. They were like, "Yo, it was that June." You know what I mean? Like it was Liddy. I know a lot of people that like him, man. I just haven't. No one's given me anything to listen to, and was like, "Listen to this." Like. If you have a suggestion of an album I'm, to I'm hear, gonna shoot you over. I'm gonna shoot you okay. over a couple of his mixtape joints that that you need to peep. Also, another cat. You familiar with Primo Rice? <sighs> no, I never heard of him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Primo is of that Larry June, that Larry June currency Dom. They all got that same kind of that real, you know, kind of laid back, swaggy, you know, kind of ill new school street pimping type, smooth talk. You know what I mean? But street, yeah, yeah. It's some. You, yeah, it's one of those joints. You vibe to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can vibe. I could talk about music all day, but hey, we are, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Everybody out here listening, check out Community Vegan. I'm going to have all the, the links to all his socials in the bio, address, all that. You want to say anything before we get out of here? Um, appreciate the love, Thomas. No doubt. Appreciate you having me on. If anyone who was looking to try something new but tastes good on the vegan tip fall through community vegan east side austin like i said you always welcome there we want to have some dope tunes dope vibes try to make it an enjoyable experience so definitely uh fall through when you're in the area if you're not in the area make it a plan to come through and hang out absolutely come through come get you some good food word up yes sir oh we 